Welcome to Friendly Competition, a podcast to discover the best of all time. I'm Nick Kellen, alongside my co-host and best friend, Cody Lena. We discuss various pop culture topics and narrow it down to truly the best of all time. Or as we like to call it, the boat. But before anyone can step foot on the boat, we put them into a Sweet 16-style tournament. We argue each round until we decide a winner. Nick, what criteria do we use when we decide who steps foot on the boat? Whatever the hell we want, Cody. You want to tell the people what we're talking about this season? Absolutely. I'm fully vaxxed. You're fully vaxxed. It's the summer of hot girls shit. And you know what hot girls do, Nick? They eat at restaurants that are big chains, big chain ones. They eat, they go to them and they eat there. That's what we're going to do. We're going to figure out what is the best chain restaurant of all time. If, if only they did, though. I spent much of my time as a young man, assuming that's where the hot girls would go. They weren't there. It was very hard to find a hot girl in an Olive Garden. Unfortunately, you had to bring them yourself. Otherwise, that you were not guaranteed that life. It is time. The prophecy has been fulfilled. We are now, we both now feel comfortable enough to actually sit in these place, these dens of where you surely would have gotten COVID. Yep. Dens of sin, I believe is what we refer to them in the yes. industry. In the industry. In the industry. Yeah. I mean, you worked, you worked the restaurant life. You know what it was. Actually, that would not shock me if like you... Cause you worked at like a nice restaurant. Like you didn't work, like you didn't work at a chain. You worked at a nice restaurant. Yeah. A locally owned independent right. high upper end restaurant. Like actual chef, like all these things. Like I would not be shocked to be like those dens of sin. <laughs> cause like, that's only where bad things go. But I assume, cause if you're like the general manager of the Chili's, you were talking six figures. Oh, you're probably doing all right. And yeah, did I, did we sit around after work, have a few brews and make fun of chain restaurants? Yes, absolutely. The next day, was I stuffing my mouth full of endless soup salad breadsticks? You're goddamn right I was. So So here, yeah. Also, if you're coming here and expecting us to just like dunk on these places, you're probably going to be out of luck because there is a general love and reverence, at least on my side. Cody may bring the anger and the heat here's the deal everyone has a secret love in their heart for these places you might not obviously should you support local yes if given the opportunity should you go eat at a local restaurant that employs locally you know has a bunch of people spends their money locally and helps the community yes 100 if you're super drunk do you want endless pasta and breadsticks yes yeah. it's fine to have a little place in your heart for these restaurants yeah because an olive garden has that built into their cost to be able to do the endless the endlessness I imagine working at a at a local restaurant, the idea of endless is like, what the fuck? I can't just be giving this shit away. I got this expensive. So right, let's get into it, dude. Let's let's make it rain. Let's talk about it. Here we are in group A. We have the number one seed Margaritaville going up against the 16 seed Chili's. And then we have the eight seed Olive Garden going up against the nine seed Roadhouse. Texas Roadhouse to be exact. Cody, which one of these do you want to start with? Let's start with Olive Garden versus Texas Roadhouse, all right? I've 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 got some experience at Olive Garden. I've been there a few times in my okay. day. I've done the endless soup and salad. I've done all that stuff. I've had the, what is it? The, the pasta carbonara. Loved it. Great. Excellent. Texas Roadhouse, I only know one thing about that. It's that Chris Jericho got drunk there and left the AEW title on top of his limo, and it was almost <laughs> lost to history. After just after the winning first, it. After the winning it. Being the first champion ever, just immediately. Yeah. I love that happened in Vegas or no, was it in Florida? Florida. Florida. So he's, he's in Florida. He now, won it in Vegas, Florida took the title to Florida, went to celebrate at a Texas roadhouse, left the belt on the roof of the limo and it got lost on the side of the road. I mean, that's got to say something about how potentially how good a Texas roadhouse 
is, is that Chris Jericho is a millionaire, right? World famous wrestler could go anywhere. Could be eating at the finest steakhouses that Florida has to offer, which may be an oxymoron. I don't know. I've never spent that much time there, but this guy, first thing he wants to do, <laughs> Chris Jericho, you just won the AEW world title. What are you going to do? Going to Texas Roadhouse, baby. He and not only that, the first thing on his mind was like, he's got the belt. He's sweaty. Adam Page is laying there on the ground, and he's like, I gotta get that Texas Roadhouse in me. And he needs the Texas Roadhouse so bad that he leaves the arena, gets on his private jet, flies to Florida, goes straight from there, doesn't go home, doesn't go see his wife and kids. No, fuck that. Straight to Texas Roadhouse, and he gets so excited to get into that Roadhouse that he puts the belt on the roof of the limo, the brand new belt for the company he's helped founding. A belt that easily costs north of 10 grand, maybe 15 grand, like very expensive. But man, that Texas Roadhouse, that'd be gotcha. You got to get there. The thing I like about Texas Roadhouse is, is how, is how Texas in nature, the, like, so if you, if you haven't been to a Texas Roadhouse, one of the things that you can do, one of the things that you can and do do is either while you're waiting or, you know, if you're at your, you know, whether you're waiting in the, the waiting room. I don't know what the fuck do they call What do people call that? The, the foyer? Yeah, yeah restaurants have foyers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you're waiting in the foyer of the restaurant before they let you in. And so one of the things you can do while you're there or while you're seated, wherever you are, there's just, you know, massive barrels of peanuts. You can scoop and just pop them in, eat them, throw the shells on the ground. Great experience. I, as someone who doesn't have peanut allergies, love it. But here's the thing I know about peanut allergies is that that's literally a, a death, death trap. Yeah. Yeah. And I love what if you place didn't that- know you roll in the front door. You don't know that they're just throwing dirty peanut shells on the ground. And that's what I love is that to me, that seems insane that there is a place where 100%, if you have a peanut allergy and you step in there, you're going down. Yeah. If you have it that <laughs> and they severe shit and they could fuck off with that. Like, they're like, no, we're still going to do it. You're like, well, maybe what if we just like- No signs on the door. Right. No warning, nothing. Yeah, like, hey, what if we just had like a little section right before they got there that just said, like you said, just even a sign on the door to just simply state, hey, if you have a severe peanut allergy, this place is not for you. And like, in in lieu of that, they're like, or we put the peanut barrel right at the front door. <laughs> and we get it the second they get in. Because yeah. like- what else we are people going to do? Just they come in the front and door and they are blasted. We got a t-shirt gun stuffed to the gills with peanuts. They come in the front door, blasted right in the gut. Put them <laughs> down with it. <laughs> I'm like, it, and it, but if that ain't the most Texas shit I have ever heard. If you got one of them liberal peanut allergies, you can get out. You can get the fuck out of here. I got to call out my friend, Evan. Evan, I don't know if you listen to the show. I think you do. I got to say something to you right now. And I want everyone in the world to hear it. Evan? I know you eat the whole peanut. I know you don't take it out of the shell. I know you put the shell in your mouth, you crunch it up, and you munch it. And all I have to say to you is, fuck you, man. That is, <laughs> I still wake up at night sweating, afraid of you. you I've never d- been more scared of anyone in my whole life than I am of him. Hey, man, there's there's things that you can do in private that, like, that's between you and God, and that's fine. It, but you can't take that out in public. He you does. can't take that kind of behavior and put that into the world. I can't see that. I can't unsee I that. I wake up screaming at night and my wife's like, Evan can't hurt you. He can't hurt you. <laughs> but you know what? I know he can. And given the first opportunity, he will. Shoot anything. Here's my thing though. All right. So obviously part of this for me is always going to end up in nostalgia. And like, I remember so vividly. I mean, the big thing, Cody and I grew up in Rapid City, South Dakota, which is a 
dumpster, like a dumping ground for chain restaurants. There are no original restaurants in, in Rapid City, South Dakota. No, nope. it's all chains, right? So, cause we're essentially a suburb without a nothing. major city. Yeah, <laughs> we're a suburb of nothing. That's, <laughs> we should be as a suburb. Yes. So uh, I remember so vividly the three year period that was the getting of the Olive Garden in Rapid City. And oh like, God. it, it started like everything. I'm not joking when like, this was a news story. You would turn on the nightly news and say, and they would be like, all right. uh, And in today's news, we have a local mass murderer killing multiple babies and stealing them from their cribs. But first, is the Olive Garden going to take over the Fuddruckers building now that it's closed down? You're like, this is the new, we need to talk about this. And it was like, I mean, the papers, I mean, six, six dead in a car accident also. Olive Garden's wait down to three hours during lunchtime. Yeah, exactly. That's not bad. <laughs> yeah. That's Shit, not bad. Well, you know, if we get there early I, enough. In my young so. naivete growing up in Rapid City, the suburb of nothing, which is the perfect way to describe it, <laughs> I thought Olive Garden was the fanciest restaurant you could get to. 100%. I mean, we had we had a Red Lobster. That was At that point, that was the tier. That was the number one. And then the Olive Garden came in. I mean, it's it's no – like, you learn later on in life that they are owned by the same. So, like, great branding on them to go into towns and be like, we are your fanciest establishment. <laughs> it is it. us. It is us. And Bring I Bring mean, us I, your prom crowd. Let's go. I still have – but that's what I want to say is, like, I still have reverence for Olive Garden being fancy. Like my brain still has a, a, a setting in it where if someone's like, hey, I don't know, you guys want to fuck around and go to an Olive Garden? I'm mentally like, oh, am I dressed appropriately? <laughs> am I, I don't know, I, we can't, can I afford that? We can't just be popping into Olive Gardens willy nilly. Like you got, I got a budget for this. And it's like, it's not expensive at all. It's very, very reasonably priced in the sense <laughs> of like, as you're an adult. But I remember it was treated with such reverence. And I, such- I keep a collared shirt in my car in the back in a glass box that I break in case we're going to Olive Garden. Oh, shit. Just, oh, shit. I need this polo. I got to put a polo on. Oh, my God. I, uh, this is because t- I actually, the food at Texas Roadhouse is great. Like, I actually would say that like from a, from an actual food perspective, I mean, part of that's because they actually have to cook things, right? Like Olive Garden just has to keep boiling water going and then a microwave for their stuff. Yeah. If your steakhouse is pre-made, they ain't making fresh marinara in. No, there's not some Italian grandma. That's like putting the tomato sauce out on a table and letting the sun bake it to make her tomato. Yeah. You think like, you think the motto when you're here, your family is because they want to treat you like family and stuff. No, it's because when you're here, your family and you don't talk bad about your grandma's shitty cooking. (laughs) That's what it actually means. Oh man, they, but yeah, but that's just it. Is it's like, I know that from an actual food perspective, I know Texas Roadhouse is better, but I can't get over that to me, one of the pinnacles of civilization. And I said, and I mean this, not hyperbole, (laughs) is soup salad breadsticks, unlimited soup salad breadsticks. That to me, that, I mean, A, you can just eat that. That's the meal, right? You You know why Rome fell, right? They weren't doing soup salad breadsticks in this. Would have held up. People would have been like, as long, cause then give them their bread and circus. Yeah. You just sit there and that's all you need to do. Is like, it, as long as I'm not going anywhere. And after that, 
it's a del- it's like a deceptively like filling meal because you're like, oh, I'm just eating appetizers, but I'm on bowl number four here. Basket <laughs> number two breadsticks. Yeah, basket number two of breadsticks. We've got our third salad bowl coming out to the table, and we ain't even done yet. No, I'm carbo loading like I'm about to run the Boston Marathon, and when I leave here, I'm gonna convince myself that this was a healthy lunch. <laughs> what? <laughs> I just had soups and salad. You can't. That's not. What are calories? That doesn't even make uh, sense. I mean, I'm locking an Olive Garden. I gotta put it in the OG. Our, it it is the O. It is the O. It puts the O in OG. Actually, puts the G too. You. That's what you meant, huh? <laughs> yeah. When you called it the OG. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm dumb, man. I'm sorry. Yes, I, you are. That's there are fine. times where I'm like, though. Nick, I, I love you. I don't I, I rag on you on the show, but I do love you. you I know you do. But I do think it's moments like that that are why I'm so lovable. <laughs> oh, look at this idiot. He thought he, oh, he's getting it. Look at it. I'm like a baby. I'm like a baby <laughs> sheep learning how to walk. You're like, he's getting it. Look, he's figuring it out. I do like when you discover jokes in real time. That's fun. Like, yeah. <laughs> What are you locking in? I'm locking in OG, man. I got to. I'm sorry, Texas Roadhouse. I think in another world, in another bracket, but I, damn, man, it's got to be Olive Garden. So, all right, we'll move on to the the one seed Margaritaville versus the 16 seed Chili. Nicholas, do you know what's perfect? Not a lot of things in this world are perfect, right? There's the, the, my, my wife's perfect smile, right? There is that perfect sunset when we were in San Diego, we all together having a nice drink, watching the sunset go, and we hadn't seen each yeah. other in years. That was perfect, right? Yep. And what else is perfect? The perfect margarita at Margaritaville. They nailed it. They didn't, that name is not messing around. That name is legit. That is the perfect margarita. I mean, I agree with you. I'm not, I'm 100% with you. Here's the thing though. Can you imagine the pressure that went into the creation of the perfect margarita though, because you already know the place is called Margaritaville. So you know that you have to serve margaritas, right? That's, that's a gift. But you know that like you are going to be judged by this. Your whole, your whole business model will collapse. Nick, if this thing is shitty. This is the only place that could do it. God gave us two things on Christmas. He gave us Jesus and Jimmy Buffett. Look it up. It's both their birthdays. <laughs> he came into this world as a pure soul that was unca- incapable of feeling the stress. If you listen to a Jimmy Buffett album, that dude doesn't even know what stress is. He doesn't know. So when he said, you know what? I'm going to make the perfect margarita. He wasn't clouded by worry. He wasn't clouded by doubt. He was put on this earth to do two things, make smooth boat rock music and the perfect margarita. And he succeeded in both. I mean, I, do, I gr- agree with you only a thousand percent. But is, do you think though, imagine you're in like a board meeting with Jimmy Buffett and we're you're on, trying on to make, surfboard. we're on a surfboard falling yeah, around. Right. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're out, yeah. you're out in the ocean at the board meeting <laughs> in a big circle. He calls it a board meeting. Cause that's where he likes to have it on his board. Cause you're on wow. a surfboard and he's like, that's funny. You all get it. Right. It's like we do get it, Jimmy, but you do understand how this is really inconvenient. Right. <laughs> He's like, nah, man, this is where we do all business. All right, wh- what why'd do you, you got insi- for me? Jimmy, I'm sorry, Mr. Buffett, why'd you insist that we wear suits? We are in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> He's like, that's just good humor, man. That's funny as hell to me. That's just, that's funny. Look at this. Look at how silly this is. All right, hit me with the business. And they're like, all right, um, well, here's the thing. Uh, currently, it feels like we need to we need to do a refresh. We need to do a revamp of some of our drinks and, and maybe some of the food. It's just getting kind of stale. I just imagine Jimmy's like, all right. 
man. Do whatever you got to do. Well, come on. Let's get on my schooner over here. And uh, let me show you this. And he walks over to one of those like three gallon Gatorade pitchers that has the button from like football practice. And he dumps it. I was like, now I pre-made this margarita like three days ago. And look, I get that is a perfect margarita. You take a drink. And they were like, what? Oh my God. And then the first person who drank it did die because (laughs) the world had to punish us for how good it is. So someone had to pay that blood tax. Thank you, whoever that was. Well, what I what I imagine is, though, is what was annoying for them was, like, trying to get... Because anyone, if you start making... Like, as you know, if you make your own cocktails and, like, sometimes you're a little heavy pour, sometimes, you you know, you, you forget an ingredient or uh, you substitute something out. I imagine that trying to get Jimmy Buffett to be like, Jimmy, what's in what's in the perfect margarita? He's like, oh, man, I don't know. I got a splash of this. I got a splash of that. A little <laughs> bit. Like, no, Jimmy, Jimmy, what is in it to the he's like man that's not the vibe that's not the vibe well you're a harsh mellow and you're measuring is really messing up the margarita so that's why that's another beautiful thing you know every margarita yes is it pre-made and come out of a jug yes but you know what originally it was made by mr buffett himself and put into that jug (laughs) every little perfect margarita you have is a gift from every At I'm every Margaritaville. I haven't even started talking about coconut shrimp yet, Nick. We haven't even gotten to the coconut shrimp. I, I but but chilies. I thought we had so I thought there was more to talk about with chilies. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just you're just all in on on the uh on yield senor Buffett. Dude, look at you've been there. So now, there's really nothing to do here, huh? Experience. I'm not saying it wasn't a great experience. I just kind of thought that maybe we would talk a little more <laughs> about a Chili's. And especially because Chili's and Margaritaville feel like they share a similar DNA. But once again, Chili's just falls so short because they don't want to, they don't want to like buy in all the way. Yeah. Like Chili's wants okay, to if be. If they Mar- have the same DNA, it's like this. Chili's is, it's great. All right. It's, it's like me. I'm like, I'm like 5'10", you know, normal looking dude, average, great, awesome. That's Chili's. Margaritaville is if my brother was 6'5", full athletic scholarship, full academic scholarship, neurosurgeon basketball player, who's also a model, and oh, guess what? Nobel Peace Prize. You can't knock him. I have to live in that shadow? Chili's is living in that shadow of Margaritaville. Margaritaville is the hot cousin, Nick. I'm bringing him back. <laughs> Here we are. One year later, hot cousin coming back in. This, I, it is. I mean, it is. There's. All right. I know how happy this makes. I love it. I, I do want to say for the record, though, I will. I will fuck with a Southwest egg roll all day. Yeah, that is. I don't want people to think I've never been to Chili's. I've been there. No, I've, more probably more times than you've been to Margaritaville. A, a Margaritaville. All my Margaritaville. Oh my God! Every time I've ever been to Margaritaville has been with Nick Keller. <laughs> That's because I know how to party. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, man. I know how much you love it. Although I do think we're going to clash here when we have to put, when we put up the Margaritaville against the Olive Garden. But uh, Chili's, I'm sorry. I, I thought we were going to have some fun talking about the sizzling fajitas and, and, uh, and just your overblown menu that is far too, you have, you're doing too many things. That's our that's our brief cliff notes on chili. Chili's when we do this again, because we I mean we'll, we'll eventually at some point we're gonna have to redo bracket. I want yeah. you to tighten up your menu and you want to come back in on this. Yeah, you know, get it together. Get in some reps. Come well, here's, on like here's the problem with the chilies is like because they are striving for some sort of like ubiquitousness, they are simultaneously a Tex Mex restaurant because you got your fajitas, 
you they are a burger joint because they have the big mouth burgers they are also a chicken restaurant because they they tout the chicken crisper they're a rib or they're like a barbecue place because they have what's known as a smokehouse combos which is like specifically barbecued meats and things like that and they're also a pasta place like bro you can't do it all no you, you can't gotta calm down all right you gotta calm down one seed Margaritaville going up against the eight seed, the OG Olive Garden. Yes. All right. You, Here's I, the problem, Nick. This is where I'm going to start out, right? Okay. If I accidentally get drunk at Olive Garden, people are going to be like, that, 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 I'm ruining the vibe. There's families here. There's church people here. They're like, oh, dude, I'm just trying to enjoy my ZD, and he's over there drunk, making a scene. If I get drunk at Margaritaville, that's because I won the big margarita challenge and now I'm the king of Margaritaville. <laughs> that was the point. <laughs> that was the that point. Is, that is an interesting factor to think about here. When we think about these chain restaurants as we go through this is where is it acceptable to be intoxicated or get intoxicated? Either one. Yeah. And you're right that like the only people getting drunk at Olive Garden are like middle-aged are women. What's the staff? Yeah. <laughs> The staff, and I would say like middle-aged moms who are like all about that wine culture, but you're like, this is swill. You know that, right? Like this is not, <laughs> these aren't from the finest vineyards in Florence, okay? No, <laughs> that's that's box wine. The brand is box wine. It says on there, box wine. Yeah. And Am like, I knocking they, on box wine? Absolutely not. I'll nope. drink it. Hell yeah, we're not fancy boys here. All but I'm I don't pretend is, I'm drinking a fucking Chablis from Sonoma. Let's not. <laughs> I do love that they call, like, Olive Garden has that, like, they know that they're just, fa- like, that for some people, they are the fancy restaurant. So they live up, they give you a little bit of that. Like, when they come over and they're like, oh, would you like a wine tasting? You're like, oh, and you're like, you oh know, so there's some, you're like, oh my gosh, this is, of course, a little splash. Of, let me a little splash of that vino. <laughs> and, but yet, I still pay for this on the little fancy machine that's on the side of the table at the end of the day. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like you're giving me two ends of this and it's making me confused sometimes Olive Garden. Like there are some of us who treat Olive Garden for what it is, which is like a great, is like, I think a good high school friend that you love hanging out with, but you know, you're like, Oh yeah. It's, this isn't really it. This isn't my, this isn't my long term. This is not my best man. This is not. Yeah. Right. Are they great to hang out with every once in a while? For sure. But I'm not inviting them to the weekend barbecue with my kids every day, you know? Yeah. No. And, but now Margaritaville on the other hand though, I mean, here's, it's not that I necessarily have an issue with the Margaritaville or the food or anything itself. It's the scarcity, right? Yeah. Margaritavilles aren't easy to come by. It's not an easy place to find. And maybe that's intentional on Jimmy's yeah. part. Cause yeah, you, know, you got to get- he, if there is a tease on earth, it is Jamie Buffett. When we went on a cruise, I don't know if you've ever talked about it. Me and Nick have done a cruise before. We yeah. picked our boat, not because it had a Margaritaville on it, but that was definitely a bonus. And the Margaritaville on the boat wasn't open all the time. We were no. there. We were so close to it. And you had to pay and you had to pay for it. Yeah, it wasn't included. The, they they knew the five that o'clock we somewhere bar, which we did, which we did have experiences in. I lost a karaoke contest in there. I don't want to talk about it. I just think that performance should be valued a little bit more than, than just, quality of voice. Than quality of voice. Especially when it wasn't that much better, to be honest. If we're if you're gonna do Alicia Keys fallen and you only kind of hit it, but then the guy who does lit's my own worst enemy is like arguably kind of doing a better like is singing just as well as they do <laughs> is i don't the, as singing just as well as lit does not as well as yeah. the girl did. yeah singing. not as well as alicia keys or this girl but i'm saying 
you're I'm exceeding the bar that lit set and you're falling below the bar that Alicia Keys set. That bar just happens to be a little bit higher than my bar. <laughs> the bar is completely different. Yeah, the bars are different, but I'm just saying I felt like I want I wanted my karaoke king t-shirt. That's all. And I didn't and you know, it's only like you pride yourself so much on something that when you fall short of that, you're like, "Who am I?" Yeah, I get it. I was there. I mean, I watched your majestic failure. Yeah. But nonetheless, I I will I will move on. So one thing about Monsieur Buffett's place uh, of of dining and eating, yeah, is that they they do a good job of naming things that are just normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. He has what's known as the Island Cuban, and I'm gonna read you the ingredients, and you tell me where the island comes in. We got pulled pork, sliced mm. ham. Oh wow! Swiss cheese, damn. Sliced pickle, take me mustard, straight to Miami. Ooh. All pressed in a crusty Cuban loaf. Okay. The it's island a is Cuban. a state of mind that Margaritaville <laughs> puts you in, Nick. Also, a che- like, I mean, obviously, cheeseburger in paradise wasn't giving me anything special because he kind of had it. He kind of stuck yeah. with he has with what it is. Like, it's He's, like he can't he go is... in and change the recipe up. But you're like, man, if that ain't just a fucking cheeseburger, though, huh? He is, he is trapped in a prison of his own making. In his defense, <laughs> when he wrote all of his classic songs, he probably didn't plan for a restaurant to have to revolve. Okay, around. how much? No, I actually, I, I wonder. Which can I mean, I know that the Margaritaville restaurants come after the song. I'm not I'm not saying this. I know this is not a chicken or an egg, but was that always the goal? Or does Jimmy Buffett's dreams are they haunted by food that he has to then write a song about? <laughs> He's just trying to appease some ancient restaurant like old one who speaks through him. Oh my god, what if Cthulhu is actually an ancient underground? restaurant general manager who speaks through <laughs> Jimmy Buffett. And that's why he's always at one with the sea. He's he's communing with the old ones of the sea to create a restaurant that will eventually gain enough power to summon Cthulhu back where he can manage it. This is all, this is all I'm talking about. This is all I'm trying to bring up is I'm wondering, is the design here? Do I, how much of it is that he's like, that he mentally thinks like I need to come up with another song to make food after to sell in the Margaritaville or how much of it's like, no, I'm inspired. Like I, I don't, these flow through me and I make these for the people. And it just so <laughs> happens that as I make these things for the people, they hey, get- I'm also giving the dark Lord Cthulhu the power to rise from the ancient depths. Yes. Okay, exactly. I get it. All right, here's the deal, Nick. I love Margaritaville probably more than most people, but here's, I gotta, I gotta lock in Olive Garden for a couple of reasons. Okay. One, I'm fiending to get out in that real world. And you know, I've got an Olive Garden here. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and that's mainly. I don't want to. Big... I'm going to be so mad if you get to go to four places for your homework. And I don't get to go to three. <laughs> I mean, sounds like you should come on. Catherine, hey, hey Catherine, um, I, you know, for the podcast, I have to. We the integrity, the entire integrity of this show will collapse in on itself if people realize I didn't go to the Margaritaville to try it. Yeah. So I have to. You know, Cody, you know, there's a closer Margaritaville than the one in Minneapolis, right? No. Yeah, but. Wait, where? You know. In like Iowa? I'm sure there's one in Omaha. Omaha seems like they would need it. Or Lincoln. Yeah. Uh, They feel like they would need it. The one thing that I'll say that that Olive Garden doesn't have for it, and I want to recommend this to Olive Garden, as as they're obviously going to be listening to this, uh, is you got to get yourself some souvenir glasses. Olive Garden. You've got to come up with more souvenir swag because that booze in a blender, how fucking great is that? How great is it to have a 22 ounce? I'm drinking out of a blender. Although 
theoretically you should feel more like an alcoholic if like you can't even get it from the blender to the cup no it doesn't fit you're like you should be able to if you're making margaritas out of a blender you should be able to get that from the blender too if you're like nah this is all for me and just start slamming it but nonetheless i appreciate you jimmy buffett for for having once again just incredible incredible uh swag that's what yeah. it's all about. Here's but the deal. Again, I gave up I, I, advice to Chili's and give to Margaritaville. Margaritaville, you got to expand that footprint. You got to know out you're there. out here and we respect what you're doing. We see the game, the love of the game. You're doing it. You created a whole music career just to get in the restaurant game because the dark ones told you to respect. <laughs> now spread it out. Get yeah. those numbers up. I, I mean, do you think the problem is more that like, let's say, let's say Cody, I'm not saying that you would have this problem, but let's say you decide that you want to franchise a Margaritaville. Okay. Do you think that like Senor Buffett meets with every single person to see if they have the right vibe? And he just is yeah, such it's a, a board, stickler. Yeah, it's a board meeting situation for sure. Yeah, it's a, he's just such a stickler for vibe that he just like, you get there and, and he just sees someone who's like, um, Hi, I would like to open a franchise for a Margaritaville because yep. based you on the have profit the margins the, that like, no, I've been this seeing, this guy's a square. You have to drink from the original Gatorade three-gallon jug of the perfect margarita, and if you aren't killed in a blood ritual, then yeah, you get to if do that's it. if if the demon Cthulhu doesn't take you in that moment, yep. like he wasn't worthy. That would be that, that, that's I Jimmy, come get at us, and we'll <laughs> and we'll make this like short for you. This I would love the idea of that. How it's just a massive test, and he's like. They were. They had to be a sacrifice. This is how. <laughs> this is how we keep Cthulhu at bay. And if you can we keep drink Cthulhu it, Cthulhu at bay through the blood, the blood rituals of the ancient margarita, and also through delicious, affordably priced uh, coconut shrimp. There it is. There it is. All right. So Olive Garden, we will move you on to the final four. And thank you all so much for listening to Friendly Competition. If you want to help us out, a few things you can do. As always, tell a friend. Or wherever you see us on social media, like, share the posts. And then wherever you're listening to this, follow, subscribe, rate, review, all things incredibly helpful. Absolutely. And while you're on the internet, make sure you follow us on all our social medias. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Just look up at Friendly Comp Pod. If you have an idea for a whole 16-team tournament that you'd like to see us do, email us to us at FriendlyCompetitionPodcast at gmail.com. Or go to our website, FriendlyCompetitionPodcast.com. Go to contact and submit through there. Leave us some reviews. We've got like, we're up to 34. We're stagnating a little. Keep on hitting us with those five stars. It's easy. You just got to hit the five star. You don't have to write anything. Nothing. Yeah. And that it's incredibly helpful. As always, shout outs to Charizard for our intro and outro music. You want to hear more of their stuff, head on over to Bandcamp, type in Charizard, replace the vowels with sixes. And that is it for us, folks. Group B going to drop on Wednesday. But until then, I've been Nick Keller. And I'm Cody Lena. See you on the boom.